Hey, what's up? Thanks for pressing play. This is episode 104 of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. Listener joining us is Chicago sports radio broadcaster Lawrence Holmes. Lawrence is awesome. He's got a show on 120 Sports and he's on 670 The Score every weekday here in Chicago. He's a sports guy who's a big comic book geek. Makes him the perfect guest. For the Jock and Nerd podcast, check out all the show notes for links to learn more about Lawrence at jockandnerd.com slash 104. Now here's some theme music. It's the Jock and Nerd podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Jock and Nerd. Hello, listener. Welcome back to another episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And we got a very uh, unique kind of different show for you today. Yeah, a much shorter one. Much shorter one. If you've complained about the length of our show, well, this one will be right up your alley. But it's a true kind of uh, jock and nerd episode. Yeah, a real one, actually. We had a guy on from 670 The Score in uh, Chicago Sports Talk Radio. Um, His name is Lawrence Holmes. I was familiar with him. Imran, you had no fucking idea who the hell he was. I remember seeing him on uh, Channel 5 News, and uh, and I've uh, I've heard his voice, and I've seen his name. Uh, listener, he is... Uh, Channel 5 is NBC. NBC locally, but uh, and then 670 is CBS, but this guy is a uh, honest-to-God sports broadcaster who is also into comic books. Geek Boner! Which I was very excited to connect with him and get him on the show because... Uh, he is basically the encapsulation of me and you. And, you know, there's a, it's interesting, this trend, there's more of these people that me just living in my comic book geek world has completely uh, not seen that there's a bunch of uh, sports guys in the comic books. Yeah. No, that's, it was great. He does every day on in the evenings on the score, Sports Radio 670, but then he's also on 120 Sports in the mornings, I believe. Yeah, the guy's on two shows on two different networks every weekday. And then he also, if I remember correctly, he covered the Bears for a very long time and was on TV locally in Chicago. So the guy's been around, not like that, but he's been around. <laughs> On, in, on the airwaves of either your ear holes or visually and your ear holes. So it was great talking to him. Uh, this was a very short interview where we talked to him about uh, how he got into comics, his thoughts on the current, uh, some of the current movies that came out in comics, like Batman v Superman, Civil War. Then he also wanted to cater to the jock stuff. So we talked some local Chicago sports. And then Imran, Imran, and I got the scoop. Some fucking random ass question. On the for best you. place to get donuts in Chicago, listener. If you are in the Chicago area, you definitely want to stay tuned for this interview. Towards the end, Lawrence Holmes tells us where to get the best donut you can get in the city, which is just tasty. Do you have a button you wanted to push? Geek uh, There you go. Geek donuts. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, check it out. This is what we call a cut-in interview. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you at the at the end. Yep. The Jock and Ned Podcast. So the guy with the really nerdy voice is Imran. And then I'm Anthony. I'm the jock. He's oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm Imran. So I'm oh, the nerd. So you're the nerd and he's the jock. Correct. That's correct. I can see you both. So. I know. You right can on. see us. Yes. You're both, you're both kind of nerdy. <laughs> well, oh, I just snap. came from work, so. <laughs> no, we all, we all are, and it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, but I'm cool. I'm cool with being nerdy, too. Lawrence Holmes, thank you so much for joining us on the Jock and Nerd podcast. We couldn't be more excited. How's it going? 
I'm glad to be with you guys, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, and I, I appreciate it. I put out the the Clarion call because of you guys, because you guys wanted me on your podcast. So I've been doing a bunch of podcasts, but I wanted to make sure that I did yours. That's awesome. that's awesome. We kind of started your uh, podcast circuit. I saw that, and I was like, oh, we're going to get them uh, rolling. I don't know. You might have opened a can of worms by putting that out, too. No, so far, so good. I mean, I like it. It's different. I mean, you, you guys listen to me, so – it's it's if I can give back a little bit, I'm good with that. So I'll just say right now, I know who you are because I listened to the score. But okay. Imran over here, the nerd. Look, I'm the nerd. I don't. He had, he had no idea who the hell you were. <laughs> I knew. Look, I knew your name from Chicago. I was like, I've seen him on TV, but I'm the nerd and I don't listen to sports radio. However, I caught you this, this week and last week. And what blew my mind, much like your Twitter account, is that there is geek comic book conversation on places where I would never think there would be geek talk. And uh, it got me kind of uh, geek boner uh, excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we try to do is I'm a big fan of, of shows being authentic and I am who I am on the air and off the air. So if I feel like it's important to talk about Civil War because it was one of the most popular movies that's ever been made, that, that helps me because I love it. And also it's good for the station because who didn't go see it? You know, the, right, even right. the guys that are self-proclaimed jocks. They still went to go see it or their kids made them go see it or their wife made them go see it. So I'm still speaking to a big audience, even if I'm talking about what ordinarily would be considered nerd stuff. That's what blows my mind because you and me, we're kind of the same age. We come from the time where we never had this, where you had these conversations like in dark corners with similar geeks. And now I, you got to credit the Marvel Studios for making everyone into like comic book readers who are following episodic stories and are part of this huge conversation. I also think it's because we've reached a point where we're in control of things too. Oh, I, I think that all of us growing up have now said, well – why can't I be 25 or 30 and still like comic books? What's, what's wrong with that? And I also, and beyond that, the writing in comic books has gotten way more dull. I was joking with someone earlier in the week, even if you read Archie now, yeah, the storylines in Archie have gotten very adult and very serious. And people still look at it as, as if, you know, Oh, well, it's a drawing. It's a cartoon. Well, if you look at some of the, the best political humor of, like, let's take South Park, for, exa- uh, for example, that's a cartoon, and you're not going to find a lot better satire anywhere in America than what those guys have done over the last 15 years. So what happens when you have this comic book conversation on the score, and it's obviously a sports radio talk station? Is the reaction changing, or is it still, like, a lot of pushback? Look, there are going to be the people that no matter what I do, they're not going to like it. Okay. And, and that goes from even a sports perspective. The thing that goes on now on the score is because we're the flagship station of the Cubs and we used to be the flagship station of the Sox, if ever like, – I keep getting these guys that are like, if I talk about the Sox, well, why are you talking about the Sox? This is a Cubs station. And my reply to them is, no, it's not. It's a sports station. Yep. Right. So, so we, we're going to talk about the White Sox. We're going to talk about the Bulls, even though our station carries the Cubs. Now, I always try to make sure that when it makes sense, I want the programming to kind of match what we're doing. So if the Cubs are hot like they are right now 
and there's something to talk about inside of what they're doing, of course, leading into Cubs baseball, usually I'm going to talk about that because it only makes sense that I'm going to grab that listener and that listener is going to be listening for a long time because they're going to listen to my show, the pregame show, and then probably the game. But if there's other stuff that I want to do, I'm going to do it. And I, at this point, I kind of have carte blanche to kind of do what I want. And my program director understands that, which is good. It's not something that, that happens a lot around the country. But I never stray so far off the path that our target demo isn't going to listen. Okay. You know, our target demo is men 25 to 54. Mm. And men 25, 54 like comic books now. Yeah. I'm, I'm smack dab in the middle. I'm 40. So I'm smack dab in the demo, and I use myself as a barometer. What, what things do I like? If I like those things, more than likely a majority of my audience is going to like them too. But, yeah, I get the pushback. I get the – Get back to sports. You know? and, and then the same guy was like, you suck, because I disagree with whatever his point of view is. For the most part, I tune that out and just try to program the show and, and do whatever I want. The reason I bring that up is we recently talked to Elliot Serrano, who will be, he'll be on one of our shows, and he mentioned that he's on your show sometimes, and uh, you get some pushback when he's talking nerdy stuff with you on the show. Yeah, it, it happens. You know, we, we get those, and it's it's fine. I. I look at it as, and Elliot's a sensitive dude, you know, like that type of, I'm serious. Like I love him, but it's the type of thing that could derail an Elliot. Okay. But I'm used to it. I'm used to it. And you have to understand when it comes to sports radio, and this is beyond just what happens at the score, only 2% of the people who listen call and even a smaller percent of people who listen text. So it's not, none of those people are speaking for, the majority. Um, and I know that because I know what my numbers look like and my numbers look good. I mean, I can relate to Serrano because look, us nerds, uh, us geeks, we're a little sensitive. If I get one bad review of the show, I'm going to be like, whoa, change everything. When in fact, what you said is absolutely right. You That stuff, you let it go. And I love your passion for sports and for comic book stuff. Uh, it clearly comes out and you're very opinionated and clearly, man, you don't give a shit what people are going to say. You're going to be you. And that's the most important thing. Authenticity. It's a big deal to me. Because I don't have to worry about what opinion I had. You know, like there are a lot of guys you see in my business where they have to keep track of well, what was your opinion on this? Oh. And, and you would be surprised. I had, I had a TV producer tell me a few years ago that the worst thing that I could say, I was working on a new project. The worst thing I could say is I agree with my partner. And I was like, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Like, if you think that that's the worst thing that I can say on air, if I agree, I'm going to agree. That doesn't mean that I can't also talk intelligently from another perspective that perhaps me and my partner and or my partner don't share. And I, I think that that one of the downsides of doing this for a living is that there are people whose sole goal is to try and create a dynamic instead of a dynamic forming Mm -hmm. organically. Mm -hmm. And I know I sound a little bit like a radio hippie talking about this, but it's how I feel. That stuff has got to form organically. And I 
while it's very lucrative when and it has been very lucrative for some people to kind of do this whole act where you take this side of the argument and I'm going to take this side of the argument and we're going to at each other for 30 minutes. Right. If I, if I genuinely disagree with someone, I will defend my position passionately. But there's no reason to be an asshole yeah. because, because a producer told you to. You, just, you notice that a lot on uh, – I don't know so much recently, but for a while, not to name any names, but ESPN had this whole embrace debate thing where everything was a debate and sometimes issues weren't necessarily a debate. It sounds forced. Mo- yeah, it's very forced, and I'm glad you're saying something like Listen, that. J- j- for the it, record, I disagree with everything you just said. They're not always <laughs> sides of an argument. Right. As weird as that sounds. No, there isn't. <laughs> so, Lawrence, man, how'd you get into uh, comic books? How long have you been a comic book fan? Well, it's, it started when I was young. I was probably 10 or 11 or so, and my, my parents are both teachers, so there's a lot of time that was spent reading when I was younger. And it was – I got a box set. I, it's somewhere at my parents' house even now. A box set of the Lord of the Rings, the Tolkien books. And it was great because each book was its own color. It was like red, blue, green, uh, and yellow. And reading The Hobbit, I just remember like sitting in the back of my parents' car like reading The Hobbit. Now what's really interesting is that as I've grown up, I don't really like fantasy stuff. Mm. So I'm not into Game of Thrones. I'm not into Lord of the Rings outside of reading it when I was little. I don't I, – I've steered myself more towards sci-fi and comics. Nice. Uh, Star Trek is kind of where I live. Like Star Trek Next Generation, I still watch episodes of that. I still record great episodes of that. I routinely will rank – episodes of star trek next generation with comic books it was captain america Uh, i love reading captain america when i was younger i love watching flash now because i i because the the dad on flash now was the flash yep john wesley ship yep and and that show was terrible (laughs) terrible but when we were kids you know that type of thing is all we had yep i remember the terrible shield movie you remember that movie with David Hasselhoff? Yeah, yeah, it's Nick Fury. Yeah. Oh, was it just and Lisa Renna? Oh my God, was it terrible? Anthony, you don't know how good your generation has it right now because this is what we had. But the Flash is—I love the Flash. It's the most comic booky show. It embraces it and it has fun with it, and it works so well. I'm really excited about Supergirl coming to CW. Yes. I, I think they I think they've just decided we're gonna corner the market on this stuff and go with it and that's great. But I really I everything that DC does on television, I love. I love it. Gotham. I love Gotham. I love Flash. I, I I'm still one of the only people still watching Arrow. Hell yeah. Um, Where was you Arrow? Arrow. Yeah. And I and I love Supergirl and I'm starting to love Legends. It's taken me a few episodes, but I'm starting to love Legends a little bit. I wish that they could take some of that magic and bring it to the big screen. I don't know what happens <laughs> yes. when, when they go from the 30-minute show to the two-and-a-half-hour movie, but some of that heart is lost. A lot of it. All of it. There is no heart. Let's get your opinion on this. So you mentioned you like Captain America comics, yep. and you mentioned DC movies. So recently what came out, Batman v Superman <laughs> in March – Civil War, both very uh, similar in terms of heroes fighting. 
quick thoughts. Batman versus V Superman, Civil War. What are your thoughts, Lawrence Holmes? What upset me about Batman versus Superman, and I've got a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> yes. Just let me vent. I thought Ben Affleck was terrific as Bruce Wayne, not so much as Batman. And I know that that seems weird, mm. but I thought that he carried off the kind of older, disenfranchised Bruce Wayne very well. But I just didn't buy him as Batman. I thought that they, they'd been real lazy with Lois Lane. Yeah. Like really lazy with her role in Superman's life. And I thought that continued. I think Amy Adams has been wasted in these last two movies because she's a, a, a terrific actress and they've given her nothing to, to play with. The, the conversation that went on, that kind of 15-minute block in Civil War where we see them debating mm-hmm. about what their role is in society – I was waiting for that conversation to happen in Batman versus Superman. I felt it was really important for them to talk about it. And it seemed like Superman didn't give a damn. Nope. And, and, and that to me is, is the, they have done, I, I am not one of, I'm not a, I don't carry myself as a traditionalist. Okay. I'm not one of these people that is like, it has to look just like the comic book. But in the two movies that they've had Superman in, they've broken a cardinal rule. Superman doesn't kill. And Superman is apparently is not connected with the world at all and doesn't give a shit about the people who live in Metropolis. That's what I've gotten from the first two movies of what they've done. So I thought there were I thought with Batman versus Superman, there were five good movies in there. And instead of doing five good movies or one picking one of the, the subjects that are in there to do. They said, let's throw them all together and make one shitty movie. <laughs> I like that he's swearing right now because I've never heard Lawrence Holmes swear. There you go. This is a <laughs> Jock and Nerd podcast exclusive. But you're right. What was essentially missing from Batman versus Superman is any intelligent dialogue uh, explaining anybody's motivation. You don't know what anybody's doing in that movie. The worst part to me was at the end where we finally see Kal-El humanized. And basically coming to Batman hat in hand and saying, Bruce, not even calling him Batman, Bruce, we need to talk. <laughs> and what does Batman immediately do? Shoot him. Just, I'm Batman. Batman, I've got to shoot you. Well, not only that, I pointed this out on our show, but after that, he shoots him. And then Superman's like, all right, I'm going to throw you through a building, Batman. <laughs> and like, there's no like... This could easily, like you you said, be solved by a conversation, but that conversation never happens in this movie. It never, ever happened. Another thing, and Elliot brought this up, and I thought it was a brilliant point on his part. Superman doesn't need to breathe. He doesn't need to breathe. So right. I'm not sure why the kryptonite air even worked. Oh, right. He could like, live in space. Oh, yeah. He just needed to hold his breath. <laughs> he didn't even need to do that. He didn't even need to do right that. Through. Oh, that is a good point. So I take it you liked Civil War, though. I love Civil War. Okay. I have it number two yeah. in my, my Marvel rankings behind Winter Soldier, okay. which I just think I think is a, uh, a piece of artwork. You know, that movie was just great. I, I really liked the thing that they do differently, and I've said this on the show. 
Marvel cares about relationships. Mm-hmm. They care about how their characters are connected. We know how Captain America feels about Falcon. We know how he cares about Bucky. We know what the relationship is between Stark and Cap. There, there's actual emotional capital right. that's going on between the characters. And with the DC movies, there isn't that same level of care, which is why in Civil War, you have the scene in the Volkswagen where basically Falcon and Bucky are both like jockeying to yep. be the best friend yep. because they're both the best friend. And then you both have them reacting when he kisses Agent Carter, <laughs> just like your boys would react when you kiss the girl that you like. Those character moments in Marvel are some of the best moments because, they, like you said, they humanize these heroes that we've had. I've, one moment that I point out in Civil War all the time is when Natasha's at the church and she just hugs Captain America. Just in the middle of a movie, there's a scene of them hugging one another, and you would never see that in the current DC universe. You are absolutely positively right. Now, now here's what I'm wondering. All the geek questions we've got, are there any jock questions that, that we need to get or what? No, I figure I wanted you to give you an opportunity to geek out. You talk sports all okay. day long, all week. I, I know. I just don't want to like. I don't want to leave the <laughs> podcast and you guys be like, "Man, I wanted to ask him about the Bears, and he all he wanted to do was talk about Captain America." Here, here's one. This is slightly uh, in jest, but are the Cubs going to win 130 games this year? I think they have a good shot at winning 105. 105? Do you think they have a, any shot at beating the Mariners 116? I would say an outside chance of them beating that record, yeah. but I, I initially thought they would win 95 games. They'd be have a worse record, be a better team, if that makes any sense. Right. And after watching them through the first six weeks of the season, they're terrifying. Yeah. Um, I, I I have them now at 105. Okay. I'm a, I'm a huge Cubs fan. I'm slightly sad that Schwarber's not there, but, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. They're 27-8. and eight. But uh, or twenty seven nine, whatever it is, that currently as we're recording, what do you think the Sox will finish at? I'm I'm very skeptical about the Sox, and this gets me in trouble on Twitter. Uh, it has gotten me in trouble. You're, you're a Sox fan, right? I am a Sox yep. fan, and I love my team. I don't love this team. Really, I I'm happy at the start that they've gotten off to, but I I'm not a believer. So I've kind of decided to reserve judgment overall on them until we get to the 60-game mark, which should be right in the middle of this really rough segment of games that they've got coming up over the next four weeks. They have some killer games on their schedule. Uh, the Mets are on their schedule. The, the Nationals are on their schedule. A bunch of series with Kansas City and with Detroit. And even this series that they're starting tonight, as we take this uh, against Houston, I think can be difficult for them as well. So... I want to reserve judgment. They've got a lot of flaws. They have played better than I expected them to, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. Todd Frazier has been great at third base, and because of their improved defense, I think it's been a strength. I just am not convinced that they're going to be able to pitch well enough outside of Sale and Quintana to, to stay where they are. And they've lost, going into tonight, they've lost four out of five. You know, I mean, it could get bad, ugly, and quick if they don't make sure they take care of business against an Astro team 
which is underachieved, while the White Sox have overachieved. Wow, that's like the most legit sports discussion we've ever had on the Jock and Nerd podcast. That just blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my one sports question is, is what does 100 plus years of suppressed celebration for the World Series, what is that going to look like and how do I protect myself? The city will burn. That's what I said. And, and I mean that in, in the most positive way that uh, death and destruction uh, to a city, Superman, uh, can be. <laughs> I, I, people are going to be so happy that the party will go on for days. And, and I, I joke with people all the time. Like that, that, that stuff that we have for, for the Blackhawks. That's nothing. That shit is going to look like romper room. <laughs> it's going to look like a romper room if the Cubs win the World Series. It's going to look like a Zack Snyder action set piece uh, in real life. People have no idea. You, you know, and the, the Blackhawks lied about how many. Oh, we had basically they were like everyone in the metropolitan area was at the parade, no, right? No. Oh, we had three million people. No, you didn't. You didn't have three million people at your parade. The Cubs, on the other hand, might be able to pull that off. And I I'm one of those people, I'm a White Sox fan that doesn't hate the Cubs. So it's weird. Uh, and I don't really, even really hate Cub fans for the most part, which is uh, another thing is weird. My wife is a Cardinals fan. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> man, she doesn't even want me talking about the Cubs right now. <laughs> it's not a, like she'll come home and I'll be watching the game because I, I want to know what's going on. And she'll she'll just walk away like without a word. Does she and, irrationally hate Jason Hayward too, like all the Cardinal no, fans? No, no, no. Okay. She's not an idiot. Uh, <laughs> yes. And she used to work in the business too. Like she used to work for uh, XM Baseball. So she gets it. Yeah. It's just that that the, there are two teams that she cares about. And uh, talk about having a mixed marriage. The two things that she cares about are the Cardinals and the Packers. Oh, my God. My wife is a Packers fan. She's from Wisconsin. Oh. It's it's it, I it, I don't mess with her when it comes to the Cardinals because I know she takes that very seriously. But I do mess with her when it comes to the Packers, and I don't care about the Bears anymore because I covered them for so long, so yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But when they lost to see when the Packers yeah. lost to Seattle in the playoffs a couple years ago after the onside kick, oh, it was delicious. Her <laughs> tears were delicious. Oh my year. god, <laughs> it, it was just great. Because she was talking so much shit. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, we had like a party and we had a bunch of people over. And I, you know, me and my group, a bunch of the score guys, like we're all sitting downstairs laughing and lying and doing all the stuff that we do that we, when we get together. And she made a point when it looked like the Packers were going to win. She came downstairs and was just, yeah, 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 just talking mad stuff. And when the onside kick went the other way, she got up. And went upstairs and basically said, "Don't talk to me." Yeah, that's about right. That was towards the, the that was the very end of the game, right? Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah, what was that guy's name? Richard Rogers? That was what his name is the uh, tight end. The that, tight end that got immediately cut for jumping up and missing the ball. I forgot what it's it's Steve Rogers' cousin. No, it's not. No? Steve Rogers. Well, that's <laughs> <a>, you never <laughs> know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the the Packers fans will talk a lot of shit. But the minute it goes the other way, it's very quiet, and then they're just like, uh, "I don't want to talk to you." Crickets, man. Yeah. Lawrence, <laughs> I gotta ask you. I saw on your Twitter an interesting fact: what you're an aficionado about, and I want to know where in the city can I find the best goddamn donuts? It's very look, important. Look, do right donuts. Do right. Okay. Okay. 
Do Right Donuts, they have a place next to City Hall that's right off of Randolph and Dearborn. They also have another place off of Erie and Columbus. They are art. They're delicious. And they take a lot of care in it. Here's what I don't like. I don't like donut places that go overboard and can't make a simple donut. Right. You know, don't, don't sell me your Captain Crunch donut if you can't make a chocolate donut. Get that right and then go experiment with Fruit Loops if that's what you want to do. What I love about Do Right is it, it's just enough of everything. They have simple donuts. Like you, go, you can go get a glazed buttermilk donut there. You can get a chocolate donut, a double chocolate donut. But, you know, they also have a pistachio donut. I, that's not for me, but they have them. They have a maple bacon. Yes. They have a, a cheese Danish donut, which is unreal. Oh, I have to go to this place right now. So, so do right donut. They don't pay me to say that. In, in fact, I pay them. <laughs> uh, to say that usually a couple times a month uh, to, to go to their place and go get donuts. But there, there are other places I like. And even though I consider myself an aficionado, I'm not a donut snob. I still think that the munchkins at Dunkin' Donuts are quite tasty and would not turn my nose up if someone offered them to me. No, they're the perfect size, and it's just like uh, all you need is one or two of these bites. But I had to get that info out of you. The man knows his donuts. I need to know where to go. You know what, man? And I'll tell you what. The sneak places to get donuts are in grocery store bakeries. Yes, because it's fresh. Uh, I don't know where 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 are you guys where you guys live at. Uh, I'm in right now. We're in Lincoln Square. Oh, so you guys are in the city. Yeah. Okay. So Mariano's has good donuts. Yes. As strange as it sounds, Jewel still has good donuts in their bakery section. For me, I'm a, I, I grew up in the south suburbs, and uh, the donuts at Waltz, which is a grocery chain out south are phenomenal and i will get in the car and go get those donuts so i mean i think the key is uh simple ingredients fresh ingredients and made fresh like you really can't mess up a basic donut if you just uh take your time and take some care (laughs) this is very very true yes nail the donut talk lawrence man thank you so much for your time for coming on and geeking out about uh stuff we love like you and me are the same age and there's a lot of similarities i also there's also a lot of differences. well there's a lot of differences you look 75 years old i do look a lot older but i also don't you know i'm not into the lord of the rings it's too much fantasy uh and uh, you know the same way i grew up reading comic books so it was a pleasure talking to you where can the listener hear you or uh connect to say hello all right, they can follow me on Twitter at Lawrence W. Holmes. And my first name is spelled L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E. And a lot of people get that wrong. They can watch me on 120 Sports. If you haven't downloaded the 120 Sports app, do that. I'm there every morning from 7 until 10 a.m. And we talk national sports. And I get a chance to do that before I come in and do my radio show at the score. So, so please download the app on your phone. Watch me there break down the biggest stories in sports. And I throw a little geeky uh, into what goes on at 120 as well. Obviously, they can hear me on the score at night from 6 until 10, unless, of course, I'm preempted by Cubs baseball, which is great because it allows me to be on the Jock and Nerd podcast. That's right. I don't have to do that. (laughs) And uh, follow me on Instagram, too. I want to get those Instagram numbers up. I know I'm not a hot woman, 
But <laughs> I want to get my numbers up. I got almost 60,000 followers on Twitter. Whoa. I got 7,000 followers on Instagram. All right. Those things don't make sense. Listener, you heard the call to action. If you're on the gram, get Lawrence Holmes on the gram. We are not on the gram. We are on the Snapchat, and I have yet to snap a goddamn thing because I'm not really sure what I'm doing on the Snapchat. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Snapchat. My producer, Melissa Rakitis, a.k.a. Roki, who's kind of our social media maven, uh, she was like, you got to get on Snapchat. She's 24. Yeah. And I'm like, the only thing I know that goes on on Snapchat is guys sending pictures of their dongs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I don't really need it. But she says I have to stay on it. So, yeah, I'm on Snapchat, too. But I haven't put anything on my Snapchat account. All right. Well, there's the the social media digits listener. Hit them all up, and we'll, maybe we'll connect on the Snapchat. Lawrence, man, thank you for your time so much. It's been a pleasure. You were awesome, uh, and, and, and uh, we'd love to uh, talk to you. Guys, let me know the next time you want to do this. We'll spend the whole time talking about Star Trek. Sweet. Absolutely. So you're not, you don't like Star Wars at all? <laughs> no, I like Star Wars, too. I really, I, but I'm probably more Trekkie than I am a Star Wars guy. Like, you know, I was joking with people on uh, May the 4th. Yeah. People would say, may the 4th be with you. I would say, live long and prosper. Yeah. And people like, no, man, those are two different things. Like, I understand that, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like sports fans, man. It's like Marvel versus DC, Star Trek versus Star Wars, Packers versus Bears. It's all the same shit, and uh, we love it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, Guys, sure. thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Let's do this again. Awesome. Absolutely, Lawrence. Thanks, man. Have a good night, and thanks again. You guys do the same. Thanks, Lawrence. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Imran. Hey, Rug Boy. Wouldn't it be great since we're putting out all this content that our listeners could support us? Maybe we had some kind of, like, website or a way for them to do that? Rugs, that's a great idea. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Jock and Nerd. Okay, it's all set up, listener. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Wowie zowie! Patreon is our virtual tip jar where you can donate any amount of money either per month or a nice large sum all at once and on that patreon you get bonus content as imran mentioned but if we hit certain plateaus every month we improve our production quality we get better equipment we get on more platforms it only helps us so please get on to patreon.com slash jock and nerd or jock and slash patreon and support the show Jock-tastic. i hear change jingling in your pocket don't <laughs> fucking fuck me over guys do it jock and nerd All right, man, I can't thank Lawrence enough for yeah. uh, giving us his time because I, I think he literally just got off the radio and got home and uh, was gracious enough. And then he's going to be on a podcast circuit. I hope uh, <laughs> I hope All he of fun. us. Yeah, we, uh, he said before. We kind of prompted that. We started it, and so I'm glad I could uh, get him out there. And it's just uh, more, it's more audience for him and for us, man. Uh, definitely check him out on the gram yeah. and the Snapchat and follow him on Twitter. His Twitter feed is great, much like how he is on the show. There's a bunch of sports tweets, and then every so often there's, like, a comic book-related geek tweet, and it gets me. I was like, ooh, and then I just favorite those, and I just ignore the rest of them because oh, I, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it was, it was great having Lawrence Holmes on. Hopefully we can have him on again, maybe for a little longer next time. We'll see, but. I had awesome. so many more questions I want to ask him, but, uh, uh, and he was awesome. What, what, you guys uh, are, like, the same age. We are the same even age. Even though you look 30 years old. <laughs> That's the uh, vitiligo enhanced facial hair. I don't, I don't know if I was that ins- I've been blessed with. I don't know if I was insulted or not that he called me a nerd, like kind of looking like a nerd. He said we both look like nerds. I am. If you could see me right now, I'm in a button down shirt right now because I just came from work. 
Not to defend myself, I don't mind that I look like a nerd right now. That's fine. That part may not have made it into the show. Which one? Uh, where he called us a nerd. Because oh, it, well, it then, was, well, now it's in the show. Now it's in the show. Yeah. It was at the beginning. I'm surprised you didn't start coughing during this. During this. I'm surprised, too. I made it a point not to hit my vape, just to keep it clean. Because I knew we had limited time, and it was a nice... We got a lot in in the 20 minutes, uh, and I would love to geek out with him for an hour. Like I said, I think because of the MCU... This, this is like everyone – you could talk about comic books with almost anybody now. It's pretty amazing. Well, I'm sure he's been into it for a long time, but it's it's just like he mentioned in the interview very briefly. It's just a lot cooler to like this stuff now. Lawrence, I love that you're pushing Geek Talk on sports radio. Geek Booner. The, the, the Geek Talk is infiltrating everywhere. Lawrence, I love that you're pushing sports talk on sports <laughs> radio because that's where it belongs. Plus, how about that? We actually had like – it was like sports radio for a second. I was like, am I on the sports radio show? Well, the best is him swearing because I never heard him <laughs> swear before ever because he's always had to censor himself in that regard. So that was great. And uh, yeah, again, thanks, Lawrence, for coming on. Um, Listener, if you like what you heard, yeah. if you want to chime in, if you had a comment, just visit jockanerd.com slash contact. You can send us an audio, a tweet, a Facebook, a little message. Uh, get in touch with the show. We love reading your emails. We do. And then also, if you liked this, another way you can help us out is going to jockanerd.com slash review. Go straight to our fucking iTunes page <laughs> where you can write us a nice uh, glowing review, hopefully, and give us a five-star rating. Um, it really helps the show, and it pushes us up the iTunes ladder so that more people can find us. We're also on uh, – you can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and Google Play. If you're on Android, listener, a really easy way to subscribe to the show, just visit jockanerd.com slash Google. It will take you right to the Google Play that plays great in an Android. So now you got iTunes for iOS. you got the Google Play everywhere else. These are really two strong distribution platforms. Everybody should be able to get this show – no problem. And finally, gang, help us spread the word. You have been, and we want you to keep going. Tell a friend. Tell to Post this on your Twitter. Post this on your Facebook. Tell your sports. Tell someone who's into sports and uh, listens to Lawrence Holmes or would like to listen to Lawrence Holmes. That's the cool thing is despite the fact that he's on the radio, it's a big market in Chicago, the digital nature of everything today, he has a global audience. Like even you can listen to him on the score via their app wherever you are you can you can go on your phone and just plug that shit into your car or something like that or in just off your phone i believe that 120 sports is like an all digital platform it's kind of a new uh medium of broadcasting it's very exciting and plus who gets to work at two different stations at the same time and both companies are just cool with it that's awesome yeah that's awesome man. <laughs> I got you, no other you know what else is awesome listener you are awesome for listening no you suck listener no fuck off anthony see this is how uh <laughs> This is not how you retain Listeners, you guys are your audience. Or do you prefer Richard? Whatever. Mind if I call you a dick? <laughs> Listen, thanks for listening. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And we'll hear you next time. <laughs>